Arizona is the first state in the union to fully pass school choice. Hurricane Ian is apparently a racist, and uh, there are some gay people in New York that want their uh, want the government to pay for them to have children. All that and more after the intro. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Uh, it's going, man. It's been a week. You and I both had a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whoever uh, is watching and whenever you're watching. We're going to jump straight into the news. We're going to start with this story coming out of Arizona. Um, Arizona is the first state to enact like universal school choice, which is a pretty big deal. It's something that conservatives have been fighting for for a long time. And it's something I've personally taken a long time to, to get on board with. Um, so there was an initiative that was passed during the summer to, to have school-wide, universal, statewide school choice. And uh, there was a referendum to overturn uh, that by the teachers union, and it, and it failed to get enough signatures in order to do that. So what Arizona is going to be doing is they're roughly going to be giving parents $6,500 per child to send their child to what wherever they see fit to educate their child. Um, parents will be able to send their children to a school of their choice rather than be assigned to a school based on location. And the teachers union, they led a, a pretty strong campaign. Um, teachers unions and lobbyists are, are very powerful in every state. That's It's a large body of employers. Um, and they, they failed to, to overturn this decision. So before we get into it, Jeff, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think about school choice? Right. So we, we should really uh, go get into the details because there's a lot of misinformation that people take advantage of when it comes sure. to school sure. choice. Uh, what, what happens and and I don't know if this is exactly how it happens in Arizona, like each state is going to try and do it somewhat differently. But the idea is that your each child that you have that is in the school system uh, come like because the government funds your schools um, mm -hmm. rather than give a, a, a the money to the school. The school is going to be tied directly to how many children are attending the school. Um, okay. So like if I, you know, I live in a, a city A, but the school system in town B is much better and it's not. I am able to get my child to that school, mm -hmm. then I can, um, then that school will receive the funding from the state that is associated with my child. Um, and this offers, this puts a very important element into the education system that is missing in its current state. And that is competition. Mm -hmm. uh, it is very easy for, uh, failing school districts just to continue to fail with not much changing. Um, you and I know. What's the incentive? What, what's the incentive to get better if, if right. you're constantly failing and nothing's changing? Um, like I said, I, I took a while to get on board with school choice and, and I'm, I'm still not at the point where I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I would call myself a universal school choice person. Um, I, I don't think it's fair to force children, force parents rather, excuse me, force parents to send their children to schools, schools and school districts that are failing. Um, if, if your school is not serving your needs, then my tax dollars should be able to follow my child. And, and that's the argument. And I know 
what everybody's worried about is they're worried about, well, we have public education. They're going to take all these funds and they're going to go to a private school. Well, not necessarily. You know, they, they might just be going to a different public school. Uh, I've, I have taught in strong school districts where the, the area school, uh, school districts weren't as good. And I'm sure if parents could, they, they would send their kids to the school district. Um, I, I know of some parents who actually would uh, buy rental property in, in the school district that I taught just so they could be paying taxes and send their kid to that school district. Like that was, because that is how our school districts are funded. I know in Mississippi, I don't know how everybody's school right. districts are funded everywhere, but it, it's, it's funded with a uh, housing tax. You know, that that's how we fund our school districts here. And I like the idea of the dollar following the child. Um, I'm not okay with, well, I just don't like so-and-so or my kid didn't get the teacher that they wanted. So we're going to go over here. So if you put a requirement of the kids in a failing school district, therefore they can go somewhere else. I think it kind of cuts down on that. Um, but I don't, I don't think in, in hold, this is a bad thing. I don't think Arizona is doing a bad thing. And I think if I'm going to be logically consistent, they're doing right by their tax base. Right. My dollars should follow my kid. Yeah. So, and there's, I mean, obviously you're just talking about your perspective and your concerns and we need to do that. But like, it is good that a state is doing it full bore because the yeah. way that America is supposed to work is that states are supposed to experiment. And if those experiments prove fruitful, mm -hmm. other states can see that and adopt it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the American uh, experiment. I mean, yeah, our, it's our called federalism, federalism. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, 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 again, I don't know what's going to work perfectly. What, what, but more school choice than what we have now is a good thing. I, I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. De debate. Uh, we we also uh, have a was... unique experience in Mississippi. We don't have as much of a problem with unions. Mm -hmm. Um, so and unions are particularly nasty to deal with. Um. Mm -hmm. You know, we have our we have our share of incompetences in the school system, but um, the fact that our our teachers aren't typically unionized um, is is a good thing. Students deserve a chance, and they deserve a chance at a great education. And um, I, when I was teaching at the university level, uh, my first year, year and a half, I really went in with an open mind. Kids from anywhere can succeed; they're going to do great. And then I just I started seeing a pattern that the pattern that people have talked about for so many years. You know, talking about wisdom. I would have kids introduce themselves day one and tell me where they're from, what they did, blah blah blah. And if you told me the kid's zip code, I could have told you whether whether they were going to, I'm not going to necessarily say do well, but I could tell you whether they were prepared for college or not. And it was right. all based on where they're from. Uh, and you and I kind of have some experience with this. Our hometown school district had school choice. It had large high schools uh, within it. And you, if you could get yourself to the other school, if you could get yourself to the other elementary school, to the other junior high, to the other high school, you could go. There was, there was nothing right. stopping you, but like that was within a school district, but that created like you said, competition between the two large high schools, two, two large public schools in the city. And that's only made that better. That's only made that school right. district better. That's only made those schools better. And competition is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, and, and when we were in high school, like the, the, the school named after the county was typically thought of, of as the more successful one, but the school mm -hmm. named after this, the city was, was improving while we mm -hmm. were there 
because mm-hmm. of that. Like, I mean, I, I lived across the state border. I, I had access to an address in town. And, but I mean, my dad was able to get me to school. I mean, so I, I went to that school still. It, it's essentially the same um, concept. So long as you mm-hmm. can get your child there, that that school will be funded with the tax dollars that are associated that are associated with your child. And people make decisions based on incentives. If it's a failing school district and there's no incentive for the school district to get better, then why would it? You know, um, so this is an opportunity to incentivize excellence. And right. we have become mediocre just as a society. We don't value excellence anymore. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for, for people to compete for students. That's what you right. want. You want people to compete and, for students. And you bring up the issue with, well, everybody's just going to send their kid to the private school. Um, well, I would imagine that there's still going to be additional costs associated with going to a private. Do, do private schools already get funding from the state? I don't know. Uh, oh, every every school's different. Every state's yeah. different. Uh, I know in the state of Mississippi, like you have to offer a certain number of scholarships to underprivileged people in order to have access right. to any kind of state funds. And so, not no, not not always. Um, and sometimes this do- these dollars might not cover the tuition costs. So like, you know? yeah, um, the private. Yeah, I imagine the dollars still wouldn't cover what the two. I the private school. My point is still going to probably cost more than just mm-hmm. sending them to the public school. But there has to be that option because we talk about where we grew up, where we currently live. The school system is bad. And the only alternative for high school is the private school. Yeah, and so, it, it, like you said, that's where there we is live. No other, also- there is no other public school that it is easy to Mm-mm. get your child to. But there are other school districts in within a driving distance. And so if we had some kind of choice where it's like, well, this school district's bad, I'm going to send my kid to this school district and my yeah. money's going to follow my kid. Again, incentive. Yeah, It's all about incentive. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with if you can get your kid there, send your kid there. You know, uh, that's that's called buy in from the parents. And. That's what we need. We need more parental involvement in education, not less. You don't you don't send your kids to school so that well, school will educate your kid. That's not how this works. It is your responsibility to educate your child. Right. Public but schools, parents, private schools are yeah. tools. But expanding choice is a good thing. I mean, undoubtedly, because if you are the parent who cares, the parent that gets involved, it you may have the options. Well, I want to stay here and I want to improve my local school. That's great. There's also the parent that is thinking I am stuck at this Mm -hmm. crap hole of a school system. And I would, I would love to just be able to get my kids somewhere where they can get the help they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, good on Arizona. Uh, I, Mississippi is late on the uptake uh, on the uptake for a lot of this type of stuff. Um, I don't know that we'll pick up on. Um, I don't know, like state politics. I, I'm not super familiar with, and and I know education is a particularly hairy issue around here. Um, like we don't have unions, but we have some very powerful public school lobbyists. Yeah, and, it's a big uh, our, our, 
Yeah, our legislature is so afraid of the R word. Like, y'all are being racist. You send all your kids to private schools. That's why you want to do this. You know, right. those kind of critiques affect them greatly. And so I don't see them pulling the trigger on this anytime soon. Yeah, um, Mississippi's not going to do it success. until like, yeah, well, yeah, you have to see success and, and then you have to see like five more states around mm-hmm. Mississippi do it before Mississippi mm-hmm. will do it. We're not going to be an outlier. No, no, we're not going to be a trailblazer. No, no. Yeah. So, um, I, if you have, I, I, this is one of the things I know people are really, um, passionate about and opinionated about. So d- if you do have an opinion about this, I, I would love to hear it. Um, it's not my area of forte. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a dumb guy, um, on, with opinions on the internet. It is Steven's area and a lot of our close friends area. So, um, we've, we've had discussions like this before. Uh, but yeah. please let us know what you think. Um, yeah. All right. We moving on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So everybody knows about it. Hurricane Ian uh, has mm-hmm. made landfall in America. Uh, Florida has been particularly devastated. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. It looks like 51 Americans have been reported killed so far, um, mostly from drowning. Um, hit landfall at Fort Myers. Uh, winds up to 150 mile an hour uh, category four hurricane is that current let's see because I, I know they're mm-hmm. constantly upgrading it downgrading it um up an eight-way tie for the fifth largest hurricane to hit the u.s uh, <laughs> Katri- uh, katrina just for comparison uh some of you may be too young to remember katrina um this is 150 miles an hour katrina was uh, particularly devastating at 174 miles an hour yeah um, yeah so, you know, what I don't, I don't care about weather. <laughs> like hurricanes are like a a a, a natural occurrence around here, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. obviously we care about the effect. You know, we we know mm-hmm. of communities and, and organizations that have gone to help people. Um, I, was it Rita in Texas? It was was it one in Texas? Harvey. I don't know. There were, okay, yeah, Harvey. Um. um that have been particularly devastated. We, we've sent mm-hmm. people, we've sent money to people. Um, obviously, we care very much about that. But I mean, like, it's hurricane season. Um, and it's been relatively mild up to this point, if you really yeah. think about it. I mean, it, it's been hurricane season for a while now. We haven't really heard much. Uh, right. And we're like we said, we're in Mississippi. Like, hurricanes happen every year. We prepare for them every year. Like it's, it's, it's a part of life for us. And I'm not taking any way, anything away from what they're experiencing in Florida. They're in the same boat. You know, you don't move to Florida and then get shocked when there's a hurricane. Right. Right. But um, loathe to let any tragedy go to waste. Uh, the Democrats are obviously using this uh, in several different ways uh, to attack their political opponents most notably Ron DeSantis, who is the governor of Florida. Um, and it's, it's par for the course. The Democrats mm-hmm. uh, politicize death. They, they mm-hmm. take tragedy and they turn it into, um, they take tragedy for the small person and turning, uh, turn it into victory for themselves. Um, and, and so they love this kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know what they get more excited about. I don't know if it's, uh, hurricanes or school shootings or what, but they get real excited when stuff like this happens because it's an opportunity 
to advance their agenda. Um, so they are terrified of Ron DeSantis. Terrified. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I, I get on I don't get on Twitter very often because it's a cesspool, but just go go watch him cook food or go watch him help a woman yeah. load water into the car and everybody's like, It's a photo op, it's a photo op. I'm like, I'm pretty sure all politicians do things like this. And yeah. eat, why, why don't we just stop saying it's a photo op? Like maybe maybe they're actually genuine. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, we do have a ruling class in this uh in this country. The sooner you accept that reality, uh, the better. And your ruling class has to be seen interacting yeah. with yeah. people. <laughs> that's the, that's just a fact of life. Um, but uh, Kamal Harris was uh, doing. Now, this is there was some confusion on the Internet about when this clip was from. And pe- a bunch of people, uh, some bad actors saying that was pretty old. This clip is from two, three days ago. Tops. Yeah. Uh, it is at the DNC Women's Forum, Women's Leadership Forum or something, whatever. Um, and she is being interviewed by a far leftist. And she is talking about uh, aid, d- disaster relief aid in general. Um, but uh, if you go back a few minutes in the clip, I don't have it in this particular clip. They are talking specifically about Hurricane Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, let's Let's watch Kamala Harris. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we, absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. It is- and women. And women. Well, this was the Women's Leadership Forum. Yeah, but what... So hurricanes not are only racist, but they're sexist. They go after women yeah. more than men. All right. So, Stephen, what is for the people at home? What is equity? Equity is the concept of uh, I'm not going to say paying paying rich, but overpaying underserved communities over uh, more advanced communities. Basically, if we're going to give money, we're going to give money to the black and brown people before we give it to the white people. That's what it is. Or the trans person or the whatever it may be, you know, the, the underserved community. And you can define underserved however you want to. Is it your one eyed, one legged transgender half sister who's half Puerto Rican? You know, it, 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 it's a never ending uh, uh, spectrum of victimhood is what it is. Right. It, it is a way uh, for Democrats to justify giving more money to the people that are more likely to vote for them. You know, and I was thinking about that when, whenever you were playing this clip. Um, South Florida has got a lot of Cubans and a yeah. lot of uh, first-generation Americans whose parents were in Cuba. Are they going to give them the money? Because Cubans are by and large Republican, and so I'm, yeah, that's I'm a good. That's you a know, great. You talk about equity. You know, I, I'm interested. Who are you going to give this money to first? That's are a great point. That, for the South. Yeah, that's a great point that you bring up, and I'm going to say that no, they're not going to favor Cubans. 
because Cubans have uh, what the what was the study that came out a few years ago called it quote unquote internalized whiteness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not they're not people of color. They may look yeah. brown, but they're, they're not, not really Latino. Hispanic. They're, they're not really they're, brown. Yeah, they're Latinos, but they're like white Latinos. Yeah, they're white Latino. And, and that's literally what people are saying. Like, we're not making yeah. that up. Like you said, studies come out and, and that, you know, they're, they're Latinos, but they're more white than anything. Yeah. So they're not underserved because of what they mean. It's, it's by the argument that is made. Yeah. What they mean by underserved demographics are Democrat voters. That's that's what they mean by underserved communities, Democrat mm-hmm. voters. Um, and. You know, there's no hypocrisy. Again, I like to preach on this. There's no hypocrisy here. It's hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It is it, like our friends get money. Our enemies do not. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Um, so it's a big opportunity to to attack a Republican. You know, you, when we brought up Katrina, like you said, some of our, our viewers might not uh, be old enough to have experienced that. I was in high school. Were you in high school? Yes, I was a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, so I must have been 11th grade for me. Uh, I was in high school, and we basically had to start over our school year because we had so many people come up from uh, from the coast because of because of how devastating it was. But it took maybe a day, two days before uh, you know George Bush is racist because he's not doing this or he's not doing that. Yeah, and FEMA yeah. was doing all that they could do. Yeah, that was our first peek into how insane Kanye West is. <laughs> anybody remember Kanye West was doing something with Mike Myers I don't even remember what they were doing but they were talking about Hurricane Katrina that was probably some sort of fundraiser or something mm-hmm. Kanye West looks at the camera and says because George Bush doesn't care about black people oh man it, it, we were ill prepared I mean I, I'm, I'm going to say that we were ill prepared in, in Mississippi and Louisiana um, and the same thing happened with Katrina that happens with Ian that happens with Harvey that happens with all these uh, hurricanes is it, it's not the storm it's not the winds it's the flood water so whenever a hurricane comes it pulls all the water out and you can see all these pictures of like bays being empty or whatnot and then all that water comes surging back in and that's where all the devastation happens that's where all the lives are lost and you can only be so prepared for an event like that. Um, and I, yeah, there was there were some miscues by FEMA. There were some miscues by MEMA. There were some miscues by whatever Louisiana calls their disaster Lima. I don't know. Um, there, there were miscues by those places, but none of it was based on racism. You know, they didn't go to the Ninth Ward uh, in New Orleans because they were racist. They didn't go to the Ninth Ward in New Orleans because they couldn't get there. Right. Yeah. So it's it's uh, any opportunity to call someone a name to get you political clout, and it's just wrong. Yeah. Um, and just I I can't stand this this use of tragedy to. I mean, it, but like we have to start playing this game because the side that plays to win will always beat the side that just wants to be left alone. That's right. Um, and, and we have to, you know, learn to love the fight and this sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't, on the off chance that any, uh, state leadership for any of those affected states are, is watching this obscure podcast, uh, make efforts 
in the coming years to wean yourself off of federal help. That's right. State like states that deal with this stuff constantly need to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, uh, and because that's when, because when this gets worse and it will, um, you will just out, be outright denied help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things my dad liked about our governor at that time, which I believe was Haley Barber, anybody feel free to fact check me in the so, comment section sure. is, uh, George Bush wanted to come down uh, and visit the coast and Haley Barber said, dude, I don't have time for you. I, I don't have time to, I don't have time to show you around. I don't have time to make sure you're secure. Don't come see me right now. And that was a big moment for my dad and, and for a lot of people, because it wasn't that he didn't support the president. I mean, they were in the same political party. Uh, it was, he was taking care of the people of the state first and self-reliance is like you said, it shouldn't be, but self-reliance is now a necessity because these political games are just going to get worse. And whenever they cut off the tap, that's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. You, you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I I think we need to talk here. about it. I, I think we need to talk about it. Um, I should have called this a very ugly person plays a very pretty flute, but, um, you know, missed opportunity. Uh, so you want to say anything before we just roll the clips? Well, everybody, most everybody, especially our age or younger knows who Lizzo is today. Um, she is a, a huge icon for many different reasons and people on our side of the aisle, us included. Physically and figuratively. We, we don't like the fact that she um, is basically naked all the time. Like, one, you're, you're not very attractive. Two, cover yourself up. Modesty is good. And, and we need to teach that. Now, there's, there's this thing about her playing uh, James Madison's flute, James Madison. A, a lot of our founding fathers were musicians, and that's obviously a personal um, uh, study interest of mine. But she played James Madison's 200-year-old crystal flute. And the second clip we're going to show went viral. First clip didn't. And I wish the first one had. I really do. Play, play the first clip. That is very good. No one has seen that clip. Um, she She's playing uh, Carnival of Venice, uh, tune written 1830s-ish. It's classical in the sense that it's a classical genre, but it was written during the Romantic period. Um, very good piece of music. Very, very common. Lizzo is a skilled flutist. And yes, I said flutist. When I play flute, I play the flute. I don't play the flout. Just saying. Um she, she's very skilled. She, she took lessons for a very long time. I like the fact that we have a popular music, a, a, a popular singer who's actually a musician. And I'm going to use that term. Actually, uh, she, she's actually a musician and the library, library, 
she is classically trained musician. Uh, she took lessons for a long, long time. You can tell that that's a couple of variations of Carnival of Venice. She probably prepared that for a senior recital or something like that. Um, that was good. That was quite enjoyable. And I like the fact that she's using her notoriety to bring uh, attention to what the Library of Congress has to offer. I, I, I know people who work at the Library of Congress. I know people who are musicologists at the Library of Congress. Um, they have a huge collection of music, of artifacts, you know, not just James Madison's flute, but they got harpsichords and pianofortes and all these different instruments that our founding fathers had, which is fantastic. So I love that. Good job using your notoriety to bring attention to something that is not as well known. Thank you. Now I'll play the next clip. Parental advisory. Yeah. Clearly a skilled musician. Why not show that off? No, you're going to twerk and you're going to break the cultural norms by twerking with an instrument that, that it's the first time anyone in our lifetimes heard the instrument played. Like no one's heard this. And that that's the way you introduce it to people. And, and this is what I call the, the blue hair syndrome. You know, you, you go to Walmart and there's somebody who's got like half their hair blue and half their hair black and you're looking at them. And they look at you and go, what are you looking at? What do you think I'm looking at? You dyed your hair blue. You did this outrageous thing and you expect me not to look at it? You did this outrageous thing by breaking the norm of what that is and you expect me not to comment on it. Come on. So, first of all, uh, while her performance in the first video video was better, her attire still was not recital appropriate. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's a lot more clothes than she usually wears as evidenced by the second video. Um, and the, the point that really needs to be made about this is that the first act of the successful revolution is to desecrate and destroy all of the um, the cultural artifacts of the previous regime. Mm -hmm. Always. Um, it's why you see statues come down. It's why you see things like this. Uh, it's why you see um, because the the honoring of the family is a cultural artifact. It's why you see those norms being destroyed mm -hmm. it, it is the first fact it is the first act of any successful revolution and 
and they've, I mean, they're pretty successful. Yeah, well put. I mean, and it's not everybody, you know, you see this on Twitter. Conservatives' heads are melting because this unapologetic, big, beautiful black woman, it has nothing to do with her size. It has nothing to do with her color. I, I, I think she's a, a great flute. It's probably, she, not probably, she is better than me. Um, to play that variation of Carnival of Venice on that flute is not easy. That's that's before uh, mechanization. That's got cross fingering. It's got it's got a lot of technical difficulties. Um, it, it's what you could have done, and you chose to do ugly, nasty things. Like you you could have done that beautiful thing on your concert, but no, you chose to do the other thing. It's it's just not okay. I mean, you, you're 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 doing something outrageous and getting mad whenever we comment on it. You you know you're dying your hair blue and complaining when somebody stares at you. But and, and the, not the problem. Yeah, and the and the commentary is the is the goal. They want you to mm -hmm. be mad about it. They want you to uh, comment on it. They want you to clutch your pearls um, because then they want to point at you and say, "Why are you clutching your pearls?" Yeah, you know, uh, we've talked about we talked this. about this. We we talked about this in the entertainment industry too. This is why they, you know, race swap a bunch of characters in Lord of mm -hmm. the Rings, and then all of their advertising is centered on the Black Dwarf or the Black Hobbit, specifically so they can get comments about that change, so that they can mm -hmm. then point to all of the quote unquote racists. And thereby offset the fact that what they're making is not very good. Yeah, and it, what she made on her concert was not very good. When she right. clearly could have done something much more graceful, much more elegant, right. and had had, in my opinion, received much more praise for it. People would have been like, "Oh wow, Lizzo can really play the flute. Look at that!" But yeah. chose not to go in that direction. Lizzo that, dresses the way sad. she does. She, she dresses the way she does, and she does the things she does specifically. So you will tell her that she is wrong in doing them, mm -hmm. and then can make you, and then she can act offended at you. Yeah, well, that's what happened with uh, what was that? Jillian Michael, the the lesbian who does Biggest Loser, isn't that her name? Jillian Michael. Um, she commented on weight and, and, and they were like, well, why, why can't you just say that she's beautiful? Why do you got to say she's beautiful for her size or that she can move for her size? And, and she was like, because it's not healthy. Have you seen right. her size? And, and she made the point of like, is it going to be beautiful whenever she has a heart attack at 45 at 50 yeah. because she's not healthy? You know, it, and that was purposefully set up by media so that they say, oh, well, you're just fat shaming. You're fat phobic. Right. No, yeah. I'm no. Uh, I, I things, care about you know, health. They they stir up artificial controversy. First of all, for the advancement of the person's careers, you know, Lizzo had mm -hmm. fallen out of the the you know news cycle. This got her back in the news cycle, and she gets to piss on American culture while she's at it. Win win. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah. What? Who? I was thinking. I had an example in my head of someone who did the same thing. I don't remember. I lost it. But, it's fun. Um, it's fun. Yeah. So, uh, unless you have to go, I think we have time for both of our. Let's videos. go. Yeah, please. Do it. All right. So, um, the our next story. <laughs> forgive my crude banner. But it's not crude. Uh, it's funny. The uh, so back in 2015, 
um, a, a there was a big hubbub about a an army health officer who came out as transgender. A health uh, officer. H- health. Right. Uh, I think the person's name is Anna Gabrielli. Uh, I don't know. G- uh, Gabrielian. It's a weird last name. But um, this person has now been charged with... Uh, what is it? She's been charged with a HIPAA violation, essentially. But not treason. So, um, during one meeting, uh, with, so let me let me see, let me go ahead and post this. Uh, I'm going to share this picture because it's. I think it's uh, revealing. All right. It's like Tom Brady uh, in a way. Okay, no, sorry. The the uh, Anna Gabriellian is the is his wife. Um, and this is a doctorate for Fort Bragg, Jamie Lee Henry, who identifies as a transgender woman. Um, the both of them have been charged in this. Um, so immediate praise transgender major in the U.S. Army and their spouse, a Johns Hopkins anesthesiologist been federally indicted for allegedly trying to leak medical information on U.S. military pers- members to the Russian government. So they thought they were giving information to someone, with uh, to a, an agent at a Russian embassy. Instead, who they were talking to was an undercover FBI agent. Now, hadn't been the biggest fan of the FBI lately, but it appears that some of them are still doing their jobs. Um, during one meeting with an undercover fed on August 17th, Gabriellen, the anesthesiologist, the wife, forwardly said she was motivated by patriotism toward Russia to provide any assistance she could to Russia, even if it meant being fired or going to jail. The man, my po- uh, Henry, said, my point of view is until the United States actually declares war against Russia, I'm able to help as much as I want. At that point, I'll have some ethical issues I'll have to work through. I'll have some ethical issues that I have to work through. Not the fact that I'm being a traitor. Not the fact that I'm trying to help an oppressive, evil government. Not the fact that I'm basically a daggum commie. Just call me Red from now on. What will happen to this individual? Uh, Or this this couple? They, they should be killed. They should be uh, arrested and tried for treason and found guilty. They should be killed. They've just committed treason against the United States of America for Russia. I'm going to call it. They might be imprisoned. They might be. They're going to lose their medical possible. license. It is po- I question even that. It is possible they oh, may face on. fines. You, you can't not keep your medical license after doing something like that. You think that they'll keep it? Okay. I'd look. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, they'll probably be fined. Okay. I, I do take a little joy in the fact that it's the first openly trans person. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. I mean, um, that, and oh man, that picture, it's, it's haunting. Like, oh, I'm going to see that in my, ugh, my nightmares. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I I might have some ethical problems that I have to work through. So it's one, you're, you're violating your oath to to give out medical information that is violating your oath. So that should be that should be ethical problems already. You should already have a problem with that. Two, I can I, I can now give personal information about military uh, American military personnel to any country we're not at war at. You want to talk about radical? Right. That's Private, insane. I mean, China's spying on all of us anyway, but you're not supposed to give the information to them directly. They're supposed to get it no, not the enemy. like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're actively support patriotism towards Russia. You, you know what would be better, Jeff? Send them to Russia. Give, give them a plane to Siberia in the middle of winter with no coat. That'd be I, yeah, I I don't know. I I question whether anything's. I I think we are at the stage in our decline of the republic where we're just kind of gonna chalk it like chalk laws up as to not applying to our our friends. It's it's despicable. It, it's despicable, especially I, I think, with what Russia doing. I, right and now. I think that's that's because of the COVID uh, lockdowns. If you think okay. of any uh, the kind of stuff that went on during the COVID lockdowns, a lot of those people should have been locked up. I mean, th- there were people that I, I was it the okay. So the FBI has up been up to some shady, shady stuff, um, but like there uh, were some that were like that were involved in the the plot, quote unquote, to kidnap the governor of Michigan. You remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was this, like yeah. fake plot. Yeah. Fake plot to yeah. kidnap the governor, and it it sounded it, like the FBI agents were like involved in entrapment, like they were trying to urge yep. people to do this yep. so that they could have yep. something to prosecute. Those people still work at the FBI, I think. Like I'd have yeah. to go back. They're still being put in charge of cases. They're still like yeah. having leadership. That one is now like the the head officer at the Baltimore field office. Like, yeah, are you kidding like, me? You were involved with t- trying to entrap people to kidnap the governor when they were like, "Whoa, you're going yeah. too far, dude!" And he's like, "No, we gotta we, get her." We you're don't punish bad act. We don't punish bad actors anymore, unless they vote wrong. Well, unless you're Ron DeSantis and you look at people and you say, "No looting in my state." Yeah. Uh, one more thing about hurricanes: don't swim in poop water. Flood water. <laughs> flood water is poop water. Uh, just to let you know, like. Don't swim in like, water, yeah. Don't swim. Don't like you see these funny videos that you laugh at, like people on like floaties out in the floodwaters and stuff like that. Don't do that. That's gross. Oh, don't do water that. Water is disgusting. I like to yeah, swim, but, but man, kind of like the picture that you just showed me. Disgusting. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, that's that is insane. I mean, how is that not Patriot Guantanamo yesterday? Like they should be on a plane right now to Gitmo. That is Patriot Act level stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like the other one that I mean, we we traded. Um, what is it, Chelsea? Chelsea, what's his name? Uh, mm. He was a tra- he he betrayed some of his unit to the the either Al Qaeda or, gosh, it's been a while. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, Give my very yeah, uh, fine because you lost me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm um, lost anyway. Uh, Chelsea Manning, that was it. 
gave uh, uh, who gave U.S. secrets to WikiLeaks. Uh, oh yeah, and, but yeah. also was um, guilty of uh, cavorting with uh, people in Afghanistan or Iraq. But we traded a bunch of terrorists to get him back, and and he's now a tranny, so like he's a hero to the left. Is it changed his name to Chelsea? Twenty five cents could solve all those problems. I tell people that all the time. Twenty five cents yeah. could solve all those problems. So, um, I, so yeah, they, they're they're treated with the kids' gloves. It's it's a real problem. Yeah, that's that, that's a, that's a huge problem. Huge. Problem. Speaking of some infuriating things happening with the LGBT community for shame. Yeah. Our shame segment this week, uh, particularly because I have a, a personal vendetta against, uh, some of the ideas being espoused here. Um, Corey Briskin and Nicholas Magipinto, Magapinto, something like that. Um, are a, g- a gay couple, uh, in New York. They are quote unquote married, um, and they are both lawyers. Yeah, uh, Briskin used to be a lawyer for the city of New York, and the couple is now suing the city for discrimination. Why? Because uh, the uh, insurance plans for city employees in New York uh, defines infertility as people have always defined infertility for the purpose of fertility treatments. They have to define these terms and that definition does not include gay men. Well, so yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a bit to unpack here, but, uh, Briskin and Megapinto argue that they, uh, have a right to procreate the same way all other uh, people procreate. Yes. Um, And that the insurance is discriminating against them because they are gay. You know, I'm, I'm going to agree. They do have a right to procreate the way other people procreate. Go marry a woman, lay with her and have child. Problem solved. I'm going to take it. Because that's the way humans have always procreated for the history of humankind. That is how people reproduce. Right. Biology 101. Like, that's not even biology 101. That's like middle school biology. Yeah. So there's there's a few things to go over here. Um, first of all, and, and the way, what they're talking about specifically in this case is surrogacy. They want surrogacy and IVF to be covered under insurance for gay people. Um, no. As no. they apparently are no. for non-gay people. No. So no. let's go ahead and go over the uh, many, many uh, outrageous opinions that I have on this that are likely to get me banned from social media. Yeah, let's get canceled. So, no. Um, <laughs> no one has a right to have a child preach because anything you have a right to is something that I have a responsibility to provide you with. That's right. Keep going as the procreation of children uh, involves two people. You do not have a right to have a child because then any woman you want to sleep with would have a right to bear you. It would have the responsibility to bear you a child. 
this is uh, this is something I've had to talk to my wife about because we personally have dealt with fertility issues. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for people to get over that um, once you realize you have it and just you have to come to terms with the fact that your life is not going to go the way you wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had to have many conversations with her where I sat her down. It's like no one owes us a child. You know, it's unfortunate. But. That's our but there's a life. huge chasm between where you are and where they are. Certainly, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gay huge people, chasm. <laughs> gay people not only don't have a right to have a child, but should not have children via adoption, yeah. via yeah. surrogacy, via any, via previous relationships with previous natural relationships. Gay couples quote unquote married or not should not have custody over children lesbian couples should not the best thing for a child is for a mommy and a daddy to raise them yes that's that that's again that is is really offensive to say in today's age but men are not women women are not men You need one of each in the household. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, that's that. Like, yeah. God's not plan for you the family, not- husband, wife, child. And and you're right. Sometimes there are unfortunate situations where a spouse dies and, and someone has to raise a, a child on their own. No one would ever say that it is just as easy to raise a child on your own as it is with your spouse. You would, you would be crazy to say that. Like that, that's just not true. God's design for the nuclear family is what it is for a reason. Yeah. Exceptions prove the rule. My wife and I are an exception because we do not have children. I I mean, like the, the norm that everyone should strive for is that people who are able should get married and have children. Lots of them, I would say, because you have to replace yourselves, first of all. And because the family unit is the basis for all society. I'm glad you brought up the fact that y'all are the exception that proves the rule. Because, you know, if if you're an average couple, husband, wife, you, you know, you, you, you courted for a while, you dated, now you're married and you want to start a family and you're trying and you're trying. And after a year, you go to the fertility doctor, um, whatever those are called. I don't know what those are called. And um, you, they say usually. Okay, but we're having a hard hard time conceiving. Um, what do we need to do? They run some tests and one of you is infertile. The response whenever you have to break that to friends and family is the point that it is the exception that proves the rule. Because the response isn't, oh, okay, look at you. You don't have to worry about children ever. No, it's, I'm sorry. I know that must be heartbreaking. What can I do to help you go through this? It's the exception that proves the rule. We we and and that's a basic truth for anyone. That is a basic truth for because that is how God designed husband and wife. You you can't get upset if you choose to get married to someone that is the same sex as you, and then you can't have kids. Well, yeah, biology. All right. Um, my then you expect to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's that's my next point. The government should not, like insurance in general, um, 
should not be paying for surrogacy treatments, uh, IVF treatments, whether you're straight or not. Um, we are a pro-life program. We are pro-life individuals. IVF is a by and large anti-life procedure. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, there are exceptions uh, that I am aware of that sure. very, very few and far between uh, mm -hmm. where people of my pro-life dis disposition have said, we are going to do IVF. We are going to use each and every embryo that is created because each and every one of those embryos is a life that needs to be pre preserved. I know a couple who mm -hmm. did this. Um, I used to work with one. Uh, but that I, I still it, like that's the line my wife and I drew like we are not trying mm -hmm. that we will try pretty much most things up to that and we did sure. um, but uh, no one uh, like if you are going to do this procedure you do it and you do it for ev each and every one of those babies that you are creating yeah, I would argue, I would argue yeah. that that I, like just I would argue I don't see how God doesn't have a problem with that. <laughs> like, like I just, uh, it's, 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 it's a, even those that use all their embryos, I, I have a trouble. I have a tough time believing that, that that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think if you want to, because now you've that, suspended a human life in limbo. If you have a frozen embryo that is unused, that, yeah. that, that's, that's an ethical question that, that conservatives certainly have to deal with. Um, I, I will appreciate and I'm going to applaud you on your logical consistencies, um, especially when you were talking about like in our previous episodes, when you've talked about, well, we need to help Americans first. Those people have been dealt a hard hand. They weren't given what we were given sucks, but that's life. That's exactly the approach you've taken in your personal life. Like we're going to try, we're going to do fertility. We're, we're going to, we're going to do what we can up to this point where we have problems with it. And then at that point, we've just been dealt a tough hand. Sorry. That's life. Right. And that, that's called being logically consistent and people yeah. don't do that anymore. So I'm going to applaud not. you on that. And it sounds like a very, it sounds like you're being a very heartless person, Jeff. And I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's people need to accept biology and accept, uh, limitations they need to uh accept that there's a plan for us on this earth and that uh if you choose to go outside of that plan that is your choice don't expect me to pay for it don't expect me to support it right and uh this is sort of arguing against the other side but um and it's not really relevant to this article uh, i i have similarly strong feelings about people who purposefully choose not to have children um, yeah. Yeah. if you are healthy, if you are a, a man, go get married and have children. If you are a woman, go find a husband and have children. You lazy millennials. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, our generation here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not wanting to bear that responsibility. Uh, because yeah, the gay uh, people are going to start doing it and our society is going to get worse. I, I, There's yeah, the You're not wrong. That's us getting, you're not wrong. <laughs> it is what it is. It, we're going to speak the truth, whether people like it or not. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I I went off on a tangent. So, do you have anything further to say about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay, about this particular case we're talking about. New York pays for it. Yeah. 
And the they pay for it. fallout from that is that uh, other left states will start covering it as well. Well, see, that's that's what we need to realize is whatever starts on the coasts makes its way. Right. That's how it works. It slowly filters its way in. Uh, you think all those people that are moving from California to Texas, all those people that are moving from New York and Pennsylvania to Florida and, and, and South Carolina and Georgia, you don't think they're believing bringing their political baggage with them? Um, right. To, to Tennessee, they're not bringing their political baggage with them. Uh, it, it will make its way to middle America. That's just yeah. how it is. Uh, and, and I wholly expect New York to uh, pay for these, these this gay couple to have surrogate children or whatever treatments they want to have children because they have a, a right to children. People don't understand the difference between privileges and rights. And that's a conversation for a different day that we need. To, we can have a whole podcast on that, the difference between a privilege and a right. We just right. a whole podcast on that. Well, I, I think uh, that that's a good point to end on. Uh, you are obviously yeah. right. Uh, we're always right here. Um, it's the name of the always show. Always right. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we'll see what the, uh, what the week has in store for us. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Yep. Be blessed, y'all.